You're listening to Engage Arizona, public policy for daily life. Hi, today I've got with me um, a special guest, Lori Mount, and it's part of our ongoing series about the beauty in school choice. Um, We at Center for Arizona Policy, we don't make a value statement on how a parent should educate their child, that we want to support the parents in whether that choice is district, charter, homeschool, private school, online academy, that we believe that's a decision best for the parents. And um, so we've supported every choice um, and tried to um, do what we can to help in those choices. So let's start out with Lori. Just tell us a little bit about your family. Well, we are a blended family. Um, We've got seven kids who are blended, um, the best they can be. So I came into the marriage with three kids. Jay came into the marriage with three kids. And then we had one surprise baby together who um, will enter seventh grade this year. All the rest, all the rest are grown and gone. The last one graduated from college this past May. And the age range of the, the children? 38 is the oldest, down to 12. A 26-year span. And then you have grandchildren as well, right? Yeah, we've got number 11 grandchild coming first of next year. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Well, congratulations. What fun. Um, so, you know, what school, I mean, you've done a number of different school options. Right. So just share a little bit about what school options have you chosen, and then, then we'll zero in a little bit more on charter schools. Uh, well, I started out in 1985, which is the public school choice. That, that was it. And um, in 1986, I decided to homeschool. That's kind of when homeschooling wasn't very cool. Um, And of course, now it's very cool. So I started out homeschooling. And I homeschooled our son from first grade all the way through uh, 12th grade. And he went on to college. And I had homeschooled our daughter through the eighth grade. And that was 1997. And it was interesting because I really wasn't looking for any other option. I was very, very happy with the, with the homeschool option that we had. And many of my friends just started kind of coming to me and saying, Lori, have you heard about this new charter school in Tempe? She, it's fantastic. It's college prep. And it's like, oh, okay, well, thanks for the info, but not really interested. And actually about, it was the third or fourth friend of mine who finally said, you have got to look at this school. You've got to look at it. I said, okay, Lord, you know, it's time to kind of open my eyes and see what else is out there. So I went down and interviewed the headmaster, and I was just amazed with the information he gave me. You know, I quizzed him quite a bit, you know, in the school of philosophy, the curriculum, the discipline policies, kind of their vision for the school. And uh, I came away just wondering, hmm, I wonder if this charter school could offer my Gerald Lynn something in the high school experience that I couldn't at home. So I made the decision to put her in. And Gerald Lynn would have been strong academically. Uh, She was. We didn't really know it at the time. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't really know it at the time. Um, Homeschooling, I really didn't have anything to compare it to. And uh, she entered in the ninth grade. And she graduated as their valedictorian. So, yeah, she was stronger than we knew. And and went on to Claremont, right? She went on to Claremont McKenna. Mm -hmm. She interned at the White House. She she studied in Europe. So she's just had a... It afforded her a wonderful, wonderful experience. And then at least a couple of your younger children that came that came after Gerilyn also went to charter schools, right? They did. Um, A couple of my stepkids also went through the Great Hearts Network. Not all of them. Not all of them. One started and just said, wow, this academic rigor is not for me. 
So she went back to public school, which was fine. You know, that's that fit her the best. So you got to just stay in tune to that. But we do have one still, let's see, two others graduated, no, three others graduated um, from Chandler Prep. So so talk about the acad- just the academics. Let's start with the academics. Ed, I mean, yes, you've been part of the Great Hearts Network that, um, of course, has significant waiting lists sometimes and a lottery right. to get in and all of that. But I think they're known for their strong academics. So share a little bit about, I mean, were they... Um, about the academics and, and what your children well, have done. I was super excited just that it was traditional liberal arts education, that it exposed them to everything, that there was a very high standard of learning, that they really challenged these kids to to think and they 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 really encourage them to embrace learning and become lifelong learners. And isn't that what we all want, you know, for our kids? And I had always been a parent that kind of adopted the philosophy that I was raising my kids to be adults. I wasn't raising them to have this experiential childhood, you know, that I was raising them to be adults. And I really felt like um, this charter school's values aligned with that, their philosophy aligned with that, and it prepared them from college. And that certainly was true with all the kids who went through, that they were definitely prepared for college and um, all, all sailed through. Now, at the charter school, were they following like a great books kind of curriculum? I mean, as far as, you know, in literature and English, as far as the type of books that they were having to read? Absolutely. The literature paired with the historical content that they were reading. So really, they were able to, you know, have read these writings that were, you know, paired with um, the history that they were studying at the time. What about parental involvement at a charter school? Well, they really welcome it. They really, really welcome it. Um, So there's um, a big community of parents there that are involved, and you know the teachers. The classrooms are small. Um, You you know know the leadership. You walk in. They welcome you. um, But they really do encourage you to be involved in many, many levels. Now, some would say... More in the, maybe the early years of the charter school movement, and maybe some of the smaller charter schools. Well, they don't have sports programs, and I want my children to have sports programs. But right. your girls, especially, have been very involved in my sports. Girl, right? My girls and and our and my stepson played all sports. You know, in smaller teams. You know, they started out in the charter school league and and then grew up. Um, but it's you know it's really been great for them. You know, I didn't expect any of my kids to get sports scholarships. I just wanted them to have that well-rounded experience, you know, in high school of playing sports and um, being a student athlete. So, Ken, you share anything about, like, your experience, like, with the admissions process? Like, when you admitted your youngest, was she able to get in because you had an older child she in? She was. Or? She was. So all the kids, once you, once you have a student in, you know, they do have a sibling policy, which was wonderful. So I didn't have to fret of whether or not they were going to get in. And I, you know, the best, the best thing is, the best thing is um, I really feel like my kids received a private school level education without the price tag without that big price tag because we certainly couldn't have afforded it with the number of children we had so what about um, downsides any negatives um there is a demand for involvement you know but there's a demand for involvement with anything our kids do right mm-hmm. um but you know they you know, they, they need donations, they need community investment, they need you to be there to help in the classrooms, they need you to be there um, 
for field trips. You know, you've got to you've got to stay on top of it as a consumer, as a parent consumer. You've got to stay on top of it. There's a lot of dialogue that has gone on in our home about, well, show me what you're learning. Let's read this book together. Um, tell me about the discussion in the classroom about this topic today. You've got to stay top, stay on top of it. Are they staying true to their mission? You know, are they staying true to their commitment to excellence? And so you just have to stay on top of it. But I think that's true with any any school choice, right? Oh, it, it should be. Right. Certainly we as parents have a duty in that, that right. area. So did you have any encounters where you objected to a classroom um, assignment or where you wanted to with, you know, have a different accommodation? I mean, were there, were there any issues like that that came up for you? No, I, I really can't. I really can't recall anything like that. Um, there have been times where I have been concerned about the rigor, the you know the amount of rigor, um, where I've just kind of had to play a wait and see game. Is this child able to do it? Are they not able to do it? Is mom going to get involved too quickly? But that that's probably been my biggest concern. Is you know, am I pushing this kid? To or is the you know is the academics you know is the curriculum is the teacher pushing that child beyond what they're able to do, but they're always open to that discussion. The teachers are always open to that discussion, and they really they focus so much on that child's um, sense of curiosity with the curriculum, how much they engage in the classroom, their participation. So it's not just a letter grade. From a test or from homework, they they really do attribute grade to how much they participate, and you know. So for moms and dads that are listening or watching this, you've had you know what seven children total, right? right? And so how I mean, what advice do you have as far as like how do you um, determine with each child? What school choice might be best, or how, or what do you say? I mean, is it does it happen in first grade? Is it is it more like eighth grade? And you think, oh no, this isn't going to work, or you know, any any thoughts on that as far as what what you saw your experience? Well, I think parents just know their kids best. You know, they just do. They know they know their weaknesses. They know their strength. They know what they're afraid of, and. Just listen to your kid, be on top of it, watch what they're doing, and just navigate it, navigate it year by year. I know when I was homeschooling, people used to ask me, how long are you going to do this? I say, well, I know we're going to finish up this year. You know, and that's, you just take it little by little, and things may change with your child. You know, they may grow in certain areas, or they may develop other interests. You've just got to know your child and be able to, you know, for the one for example, who started at the charter school and was unhappy and it was just not, it was not a good fit for her, we just sat up and listened, you know, and, and we tried to get her to overcome some of those obstacles. It really didn't seem like it was something that was a good fit, so we pulled her back and she went to public school. Because I've often thought that when a child enters first grade, you don't know what their academic right. abilities are going to be. Right. And so you may start in one school, and that in that school it may be too rigorous, or it may be that right. that 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 child is right. going to be more given to a vocation than an academic career. Absolutely. You know, and so so you've got to be willing to to change if you need to change. Absolutely. We had one. We had one graduate kind of by the skin of her teeth. Uh, she ended up, you know, in a vocational school, in a trade school. She's happy in her career, and um, it was just perfect for her. But she, but she did make it. So. <laughs> and now she's a mom. And now she's a mom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, what fun. Um, well, if 
if your children were here, what would they say about being in a charter school? That's that's interesting because there were several points uh, that with several of them where I think they kind of resented the rigor. They resented the amount of homework that they had. But now that they're on the other side of it, they say this was the best. You know, particularly those who have been through college and realized, no, I was prepared for college life. I was prepared, you know, for independent study. And so I think it would depend on when you ask them. Um, but most of them who are on the other side of it really do appreciate their charter school experience. What would they say about the social environment as far as friends and the social, you know, just the social world? Well, they're all still really good friends with those kids that they went to high school high school with. So it's really a, a neat, tight community of kids. And you often have families who are like-minded, you know, to your own family. So they really do become really do become good friends. What, um, at the charter schools that your kids have been at, um, AP classes, were there a uh, wide range of AP classes available? Uh, No AP classes, no AP classes. They just, they all go through the same curriculum. It's just core curriculum, liberal arts, traditional liberal arts education. They're all receiving the same information in the classroom at the same time. So there's no electives. Um, Mm. So... That's interesting. So a very mm-hmm. set curriculum. Very set curriculum. So parents need to really look at that Absolutely. before they go and Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was many, there were many times they brought homework home, and I was like, um, "We'll wait till Dad comes home." It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's, laughs> tough stuff. So. so, so the most difficult thing could be at times just how rigorous the academics. Sure, I think been. in some charter schools that's the case. It mm-hmm. certainly was with this one. So. And what the leadership of the charter school, um, what, anything about, like, charter schools are less regulated than public district schools. They have less money. I mean, so what, was there more pressure on parents to raise the money? Or to, um, did, did you have any concerns about it being maybe a less regulated school environment than a district school might be? Well, um, I don't know about that. I mean, certainly, they certainly do invite the parents to participate on a financial level. On whatever financial level you can participate in, there's no, but there's no great pressure in that regard. But if certainly, you know, if you, if you embrace what they're doing, if you support what they're doing, and you want to give it a higher level, they of course they welcome it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel any of that, any kind of pressure like that, and I really don't feel that uh, my kids ever suffered in terms of school equipment or school supplies. Or facilities. Well, the early days, the early days of, of charter education, the facilities were a little, a little interesting. But as they've grown and the funding has become better, you know, it's, it's gotten better. So you mentioned being with like-minded parents, um, and in the curriculum and all of that. Did you at times feel like? Um, what about worldview? I mean, did you feel like that? that some of the curriculum that you had issues where you were at home trying to, okay, yes, this is what's being taught, but this is what our, our biblical, our Christian worldview says? I, well, I never felt that there was competition between the two. You know, That's I, significant. Right. I never felt there was competition between the two. Um, of course, they didn't speak to you know, a biblical worldview, but they, um, you know, they did teach in the Western tradition. So that was, you know, it certainly did not compete with our values at all. So that's um, some protection there. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else that we haven't talked about that makes you think about your children being in charter schools? No, I just, um, 
I'm just very grateful. I'm just I'm grateful for those who who pioneered the charter school legislation so many years ago. I think it was in the mid '90s, mid '90s. I'm grateful for those um, those individuals who started these charter schools that had this vision, and those charter schools that prove to be good will flourish, and those charter schools that 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 aren't as that don't have the quality. You know, parents are smart, you know, and they'll figure out where they want to put their kids. And the charter schools who don't have that quality won't won't stay around. That's one of the real, the real beauty of school choice in Arizona, Absolutely. that it really is a free market kind of it approach. Is. Yeah, it that is. if you don't like the school or, or you have issues with the school or they're not performing adequately, then, yes, you have many other school options for your children. So true. And so I think true. it's important to note, too, that, as you said, charter schools have been in the state for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. We're a leader in charter schools. Mm-hmm. But it's not something to take for granted. No. That there, um, when we look at what's going on in school choice in Arizona, that there are many who, you know, still resent the fact that we have charter schools and private schools and home schools, and so it's something to just be vigilant and consider when you're um, when you're participating in a charter school, when you're even when you're voting, are you voting for people who are right. going to support charter schools and the and the broad choice that, that parents have in Arizona? Well, the whole idea of school choice. I mean, from the time our children are born, we choose their daycare, we choose their pediatrician, you know, we choose their pre school, we choose their orthodontist, well, why wouldn't we want to choose where they're educated and the educators that they're around for so many hours a day? So, so last question, any resources that, um, that come to mind as far as for the parent who's, well, I want to look into charter schools more, but how do I start? Oh, my, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would say mostly that comes through a network of friends, you know, just asking around, you know, what, what, people's experience have been. I'm sure there are websites out there, but I know in my case, I just went down and sat down and interviewed you know, the headmaster and just had a list of questions that I wanted answered, and uh, you know, the test scores are online, and you, know, you, you will be able to know. Yeah. Well, so, thank you so much yeah. for being with us today. Um, my pleasure. Great, great discussion, so thank you so much.